Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Brazil and I'm the host to this show where I get to speak with Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games. Absolutely incredible. I love it. Hopefully you love it too. Today, fantastic episode. We have Lucas Fosser. He is an Olympic hopeful. He's on the USA Halfpipe team for snowboarding. Uh, he's also a very avid skater, uh, skateboarder. I don't know. Is that the correct term? Who knows? I'm sure I'll get corrected. Um, super cool dude. Really into a lot of stuff. Lucas has a pretty crazy story. He made the halfpipe team without ever actually practicing halfpipe. Um, so obviously, as you can understand, it's it's pretty impressive. So please enjoy this one. Lucas Foster. Super cool dude. Really hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much. All right. Today, Olympic hopeful Lucas Foster, USA Snowboarding, hangs out on the half pipe every once in a while. Lucas was born September 17th, 1999. Lucas, I totally forgot to ask, where were you born? Um, I was born in Montrose, Colorado. Montrose. So like an hour away from Telluride where I live right now. So, so that's um, kind of cool. Close enough, close enough to home, but also far enough away kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the hospital in Telluride doesn't have like a birth center or anything. So, uh, which is kind of crazy. It's still, yeah. really, it's still a really small hospital. So that's okay. an, it's, that's a very interesting story. I'd like to dive into a little bit. That's yeah. very interesting. All right. So Lucas was born, as I said, September 17th, 1999 in Montrose, Colorado currently lives in Telluride. I mean, he already said all that stuff, but it can't hurt to repeat it. He is currently on Team USA, as I said, for on the halfpipe, the rookie halfpipe team. Um, he has been snowboarding since he was eight years old, so only you know eleven years at this point, and has been competing essentially right from the beginning. He joined the Rev Tour uh, when he was fifteen years old, and currently, just this past uh, season, if I'm not mistaken, joined uh, Grand Prix, went on his first Grand Prix, and has also been on the Dew Tour. So, Lucas, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem at all, man. You're uh, you're wearing the stars and stripes. You're, you're competing for us. You're competing for yourself. And I just want to learn a little bit more about what you got going on. So if you don't mind, I guess uh, you didn't start snowboarding till eight. Some people I hear start snowboarding at two. So I guess just yeah, take it away from the beginning, wherever you want to start, man. It's your story. I don't want to tell you how to tell it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I started, yeah, I started snowboarding when I was eight. And before I snowboarded, I skied, you know, as a lot of kids do. I started skiing really young. I was like, maybe a little over a year old or uh, pretty much right as I could start walking. My dad and my mom got me on skis. And um, so I started skiing for a while and I was pretty good at skiing. Like I loved it. I went out all the time and I tried snowboarding a few times, you know, when I was like five, six, seven, and I sucked at it. Like I, I hated snowboarding so much when I first tried it. And uh, I actually started skateboarding the summer before I started actually snowboarding. And I think that's what kind of like, made everything come together was learning how to skate and uh so then the next winter i started snowboarding and it clicked because i learned how to skate you know I, that's honestly where i feel like it all came together for me um but yeah my dad was and still is an amazing snowboarder you know he grew up uh i guess he, he didn't even grow up in colorado he grew up in texas but he moved to telluride like 25 30 years ago and uh he's pretty much been snowboarding every day ever since he moved to Telluride and has crushed these insane lines in the backcountry. So I always wanted to do what he was doing when I was little, you know, he was, he was always like my idol. And, uh, so I just got on my snowboard as soon as I could figure it out, you know, and just pretty much grew up riding with my mom and dad, just free riding. And then, um, as I got older, I kind of started seeing kids in the park, you know, kids in the half pipe. And, uh, I was, you know, I got pretty inspired to do that. 
so then, you know, obviously, yeah, as I got older, I started doing all the park stuff and yeah, but my dad definitely was, you know, the person who inspired me to start snowboarding and, uh, that's about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, usually, uh, everyone likes to take after their dad and, you know, obviously if your dad's super cool, like the way you're portraying him as I'm sure, um, anybody would have done the same thing. Do you have any siblings by any chance? No, I don't. I was no only child, you know, so. Okay. So you got all the time and attention. You got, you know, they, they, yeah. they were doing something. They were taking you with you. So that's pretty cool. I was, I'm always curious kind of, uh, usually it's funny. Most of the Olympic athletes that I talk to have older siblings. And so I'm the older sibling. So I always just say it's because, you know, your older sibling taught you everything, but it sounds like you got everything from your mom and dad. And clearly they did yeah. a pretty darn good job, um, at, uh, at handing down some of that. So you talked about skateboarding and how that really, I mean, helped jumpstart you know, at eight years old, let's say, jumpstart your, your, your snowboarding ability. I mean, clearly these two things, uh, base level are, are similar, right? But like, can you describe, I guess, what you've seen in being relatively good at both of these things, kind of some of the differences um, that you face when you're on one of the other boards, aside from essentially one's on snow and, and one is on asphalt? Yeah, totally. I mean, skateboarding and snowboarding, a lot of people think that it's it's very similar, which it is in certain ways. But for me, I feel like skateboarding doesn't really help my snowboarding as much as some might think it would. I'd say there's certain parts about skateboarding that definitely help the physical part of snowboarding. You know, like skateboarding uh, in transition and like, you know, vert ramps and bowls, you know, pretty much just like half pipe. That is an amazing way to train off season, you know. So if you can get your hands on a vert ramp, then skateboarding will definitely help your snowboarding. But for me, I feel like skateboarding, it's a lot less, you know, it's a lot less load on your body. Snowboarding, you know, you have so much more, like, you, you got to be a lot stronger to be a pro snowboarder than a pro skateboarder, in my opinion. You know, it depends on what kind of skateboarder you are, too, you know. You know, you could argue that for days. On yeah, oh, yeah, we don't need to. I believe yeah. you. Don't worry, but, I believe you. Um, for me, yeah, skating transitions help my snowboarding, but I think most of all, skateboarding has just kind of inspired my snowboarding. And I'd, I'd honestly consider myself more of a skateboarder than a snowboarder. And I'd love to, you know, in the future, my goals are like, you know, to bring more skate style back into snowboarding. And uh, yeah, so I'd say skateboarding has done tremendous, you know, work and just inspiring me on my snowboard and just inspiring me in my life, which, so yeah, then, you know, that's definitely a crossover right there. Is, mm -hmm inspired to you know try new things on my snowboard and look at snowboarding in more of like a skate perspective and uh so i definitely love skateboarding for that reason you know mm -hmm. yeah absolutely man i mean i think they're both super cool i'm way too much of a wimp really to be honest with you to try either of them um yeah, yeah. but but one, <laughs> one thing i am curious about you said bring more skate style to your snowboard what exactly does that mean to you and how exactly do you plan on doing that to make sure that you really can bring that, you know, over from, you know, the, from, from one piece of view to the other? Um, that's a good question. I, I feel like skateboarding and snowboarding are so different in like the levels where they're at right now, you know, snowboarding is going in a direction of like more flips, more spins. I feel like in skateboarding, you have like a lot more leeway to have more style, you know, and it's like the parts are always different. Every course in skate contests, way different for the most part so i'd love to like you know as far as the physical part of like how i snowboard compared to how i skate i'd love to just like put more skate style like tricks into my snowboarding you know like i watch a skate video of someone doing a sit grab like in a bowl 
and like, oh, that would look so cool on a snowboard. Like I've never seen anyone do that grab on a snowboard, you know? So that's like where the inspiration comes in as far as like bringing the skate style into snowboarding. And then also a big thing for me is like, I really want to, you know, have more of a skate lifestyle in my snowboarding because there's two completely different lifestyles, you know, obviously skateboarding, it's much more easy to, to get on a skateboard and to go skateboard. All you really need is a board and concrete and that's mm-hmm. all. And then you can, you know, learn tons of tricks like that. You know, snowboarding, it's, you gotta, most of the time you have to have like a mountain or mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. gotta bypass, you gotta go at 9am to be off the hill by 4pm, you know? So I'd love to like, you know, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. So, so, so to me, it sounds like snowboarding is almost a little, I don't want to say restrictive, but kind of a little more uniform and a little, as you were saying, like it's, it's all about, you know, how many spins and how many flips you could do with skateboarding. It seems like there's a little more swag. There's a little, as you said, style. So not to use that word, you know, a little more swagger, a little bit more personality into it, if I don't mind. And kind of, that's what you're attracted to. Does that, does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I love going snowboarding, you know, just doing it um, every day is like the best thing ever, but I'd say the skate lifestyle, I mm. like maybe slightly more than the snowboard lifestyle. Mm. Just getting up in the morning, you know, it's, it's nice out, it's warm outside. You don't have to get in gear and mm-hmm. you get to go out and, you know, you can go skate this park for a bit and then yeah. you go skate over here in the streets. And like, there's a lot more, uh, I guess there's a lot more freedom in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. but I guess there's, and there's no reason why there can't be that much freedom in snowboarding too. So that's where I'm kind of trying to like, yeah, you know, bring more skating into my snowboarding. That makes sense. I, I really like how you kind of tied, tied a knot on that because it does make sense that uh, it is difficult. Like, yeah, as you said, you need a mountain to go snowboarding like what, like 90% of the time for at least most, let's call them normal people. You know, you need a mountain to go to to go snowboarding with skateboarding. You know, I had a buddy, um, shout out Jesse Whalen. He uh, used to live right down the street from me and he was like top 10 in the world at freestyle skateboarding. So no one really knew him because it was just him in the ground. But some of the stuff yeah. he could do was absolutely incredible. And I always loved just watching him and just watching him do his thing. We'd hang out, like we would have parties and like half the time the entertainment would just be him doing some like, he's like, guys, I'm going to try this new trick. Watch this. And you know, it's yeah. like 2.30 in the morning on like a yeah. Wednesday. And we're like, what the heck's going on? So it was always really cool. And I, I always really enjoyed that aspect of it on how it's like, yeah, you know, literally all you need is the ground um, at a minimum for snowboarding. It definitely sounds like you need a little bit more. And as you said, freedom um, yeah. definitely comes with that as well. Yeah, totally. And like, in a sense, you don't really, you know, you can snowboard on really anything as long as there's snow on it, you know? So like, that's where I'd love to, you know, as I said, bringing more skate into my snowboarding, it's like just riding everything, you know, like riding mm-hmm. anything that's in front of me. Like that's kind of what I, have gone for in the past is being you know well-rounded and being able to snowboard whatever's in front of me so that like you know it's it never gets boring and you know I can go ride whatever and it's not like oh I can't ride this it's like I may not be able to ride everything as well as some other stuff but Mm -hmm. I'll at least be able to go and try you know and that's kind of how skating is it's like you can go ride a bowl but you can also go skate a flat rail or a curb in the street or like just skate flat ground and it's like I just think it's so cool how you mm-hmm. have so much, so much out there, you know, hundred percent. it never gets boring. You know? It's an endless, endless horizon. You can just yeah. keep going. I love that, man. That and is- I, I definitely think there's, you know, that snowboarding has that it's just, you know, it's more about the rider going out and finding that for mm-hmm. themselves. You know, it may not be as accessible as skateboarding right now, but there's no reason that, you know, we can't make it more. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, easier to do and easier to find and stuff for people, for anyone, you know. Change the world, man. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So also hand up. I hate the cold. So um, I'm on team skateboard to be honest with you. So that's yeah. just, I guess that's just me, but um, that's cool, man. I really like how you're really trying to incorporate, you know, the two sides of your life that you're really in love with and, and, and passionate about. I'm really trying to kind of, you know, take the best things from each of them and just put it in the other. That way you can enjoy both of them just even more. I, I really like that. So now um, back to snowboarding a little bit and kind of, you know, obviously you've been on the, USA snowboarding team for about a year now. As we said, this was your first season on the team. This was your first season doing Grand Prix. This is your first season doing the Dew Tour. Um, you know, you've been on the Rev Tour for a little while now. What What is it like to kind of be able to look back on a year like you just had with three, what sounds like to me, major accomplishments? Um, yeah. You know, what's it? That was a big truck. Um, what's, what's it like, like being able to look back on that and just be able to see kind of what some of your major accomplishments are and you're really able to kind of then start building that momentum moving forward. It's been super cool. Like I'd say the season before this past one was arguably a little more successful, but um, yeah, this season was like, it was a lot of new stuff for me. It was a lot of new experiences, like these new contests, you know, stepping up from Rev Tour to Grand Prix is like, it's a big leap up. You know, you go from the amateur level events, you know, Rev Tour is still like, amazing riders go to that contest and it's insane the level of riding there is still insane but uh it's definitely like a learning experience you know going to a grand prix and dropping in with all these amazing dudes by your side that you literally grew up watching you know it sounds cliche but like it is really nerve-wracking to be dropping in with your heroes and stuff like right next to you watching you and it's like you know, it takes a while to like let it sink in but also like you know get the guts and get the you know, confidence to put it down with, you know, people watching you, like the crowds are way bigger. It's on TV. There's like, you know, more expectation. So it's definitely a little difficult to put it down, but like I was super grateful and I'm, you know, thankful every day to just get to live that life and get to do these things that I, you know, was dreaming of when I was little, you know, like yeah, when, I was, when I was younger, like I'd watch these contests and I, I knew I'd always want to be up there, but it was like, I have no idea how I'm going to get to that point. Like when I was like 14, when I started really seeing like all my friends step it up into that level and like seeing these young kids throw down at the pro level, it was like, dude, like I know I could do it, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. So, and then, you know, when you sit back and you're there, you're like, wow, like this used to seem like it would never happen and it's happening now, you know? So you can't help but to just sit there and like smile and be thankful. You know, that's, all that I really can think of is just gratitude whenever you're up there is, you know, that's all you're really filled with is just like, wow, this is sick. It's not up there like, Oh God, like this is gnarly. I can't do this. It's like, hell yeah, let's do it. Like, hell yeah, let's do it. And that's always one question I like to ask, um, with, you know, as you were kind of alluding to before the size of the crowds, uh, you know, at night you got the lights on you, everything's cooler in the lights. It's also a little bit more pressure filled. I've always found that. So like what, like when you're up there, do you try and uh, I found that there's almost like two schools of thought. There's like either the ones that try and just pretend, Hey, I've done this a million times. Let's just do it. Or do you really try and take that emotion and take that energy and really try and push forward and maybe do or try something that maybe not try, but like try and do something that you've never really been able to accomplish before. Yeah. Um, the second thing you said is the approach that I've taken most mm -hmm. of the time. Cause in Telluride, where I grew up riding, there was no half pipe. So pretty much every run that I was doing up until this past season was me just trying tricks I haven't done before. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the tricks I've learned in the pipe are tricks that I actually did in contest runs, uh, <laughs> which is kind of weird, you know, like, uh, it's cool. I'm stoked, you know, but like, I've had those moments where I've taken that approach of like, let's try this trick I've never done. And it sometimes has gone great and it's like done wonders for me. But like this past winter, the last contest of the year, I did that same approach and I messed myself up. I decked out on the half pipe super hard because I tried going bigger than, you know, I have ever really gone before. And I just hit my face in the deck. So that approach is like good in some cases, but also not so good mm-hmm. in some cases. Um, the first approach you said, like pretending like you've done it a million times, it's like the perfect approach to take. But the best thing to do is instead of pretending like you've done it a million times, actually do it a million times. Love it. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm shooting for. You know, that's the goal is to be able to, you know, put it down in a contest, but be able to put it down outside of a contest too. You know, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have the motivation training as they do, you know, the same motivation as they do in a contest. Um, so that's like kind of something that I want to go for this season is just put down my contest runs every day so that whenever it is a contest, it's like, you know, there's no question. It's like, I've done this millions of times. Like I really have done it a million times. So of course I'm going to land it, you know, I'm mm-hmm. all about kind of patterning your nervous system to, you know, ride at a top level at all times. And then, if your nervous system knows how to do that, then you're going to do it every time. Muscle memory, man, reaction time, just kind of knowing exactly. I 100% agree with you. A couple things that, um, you know, you talked about, obviously doing it a million times is the goal, you know, of mm-hmm. course, because that's the experience. That's the wisdom you're looking for because if you're able to do that, then it is just one of those other things. And, and I'll be very honest with you. I usually ask that question when people do are at the Olympics because that's a once in a lifetime thing for a lot of people. So it's always interesting yeah. to hear, but, but still, I mean, it applies to you and being on, you know, just one level below is still absolutely incredible. So I'm kind of curious and, and I'm glad you had that answer. I thought that was pretty cool. And one thing that really stuck out to me, you said that most of the tricks you've learned are because you tried them in a competition. Like, so now with being on the U.S. team, do you, are you going to practice at the, on, the, on their half pipe a little bit more? It sounds like you're yeah. still in Telluride, but like if, if, if you yeah, have the more. ability to make the team, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I really want to get this out. If you have the ability to make the team without ever really practicing at it, does that not just blow your mind and think like, what if I put in a few hours every day out there at the Olympic Training Center? Like how good could yeah. I possibly get? Is that, is that a thought that crosses your mind? Yeah, totally. I mean, I... I did learn a lot of the tricks that I've done. Like a lot of the tricks that I've learned were, you know, the first time I did them, you know, was at a contest, but at the same time, it was like, they were the tricks that like, you know, I knew I could do if I just went for them. Um, but yeah, like I didn't have a half pipe growing up in Telluride. We still don't have one. I don't know if we'll ever get one, but uh, um, so I'd kind of just go to these contests and it was like, you know, early on in the USASA events, I was doing slope style and half pipe was always the day before. So I was like, oh, I'll be there anyway. Like I'll do half pipe just for fun. And I started actually doing pretty decent and half pipe, you know, my results were just, my results for some reason were just better in half pipe and I was picking it up easier. So I just kind of kept going cause I kept getting into the contests and stuff. And that's kind of how it's been up until like two seasons ago. And then th- this past season, I got to ride more half pipe. Like I got to go up to Copper Mountain a lot and, uh, I, I mean, I was 18 last season, so I had a lot more freedom. I was able mm-hmm. to go wherever. So I did spend more time in the half pipe. But, yeah, this season, like, now that the U.S. team, you know, brought us on, um, you know, me and a few other kids, we'll be able to ride a lot more half pipe. You know, I'll, I'll be able to, you know, have my first real season of, like, consistently being 
in a half pipe, you know, so I'm excited to see, you know, what's going to happen because I haven't really gotten that chance to like be in a half pipe for a full season. So, um, but yeah, I definitely trip out sometimes that this is happening, you know, cause I didn't really ride half pipe growing up. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that is, that that's a that's a big hole you left out in the beginning like you i mean i know you said you free rode a lot but like i think that's that's and i hate to overuse the word incredible but like you made the united states half pipe team without ever really practicing half pipe like i think that is super cool man and that's just one of those things where i think like if you take a lot of the energy that you have and, and push it into something like that that clearly means like uh, you know god-given ability talent blah 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 whatever you want to call it like clearly you have something and something's working there, man. So I think that is super cool. And hopefully, yeah, you do get the ability to, you know, really work on your craft over the next few years. And hopefully, you know, we'll see, see you in the X game soon, see you in the Olympics soon. I think that would be um, pretty darn cool. So um, one thing I do want to talk about, I know we only have a, a couple minutes left, but what, like, what do you have to do on a daily basis? Obviously it's uh, through your Instagram. I see you're skating a lot. Obviously I know that you're snowboarding when possible. It looks like a beautiful sunny day there out in Colorado right now, but like, what do you have to do on a daily basis when it comes to training, recovery, nutrition? I mean, you're a 19 year old guy. I didn't do too much of that stuff when I was 19, but personally I wasn't trying to become a, you know, a professional athlete. So what is it like, you know, at your age and at your stage of the game, what you have to do to make sure that you're really make excelling yourself and getting to potential? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's every single day, you know, every day counts. Um, so I guess to get into it, the every day, like in the summer, I'm consistently, you know, in the gym, like three, four days a week doing, um, you know, working out obviously in the gym, but then, you know, so I work out a bunch. I have a trainer that I've been working with for the past like four years and he's been, you know, the biggest piece of the puzzle of my snowboarding career. Um, so I do all that stuff and then I do, you know, I'm on like some, um, you know, eating certain foods, cutting out certain foods. I have a couple supplements that I take every day, dietary supplements, um, this stuff called Intermax, which is like every essential electrolyte vitamin, um, you know, every, whatever, like pretty much every single thing your body needs to, you know, operate smoothly on a on every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, a bunch of supplements, a lot of stretching, um, a lot of mental, emotional work, you know, meditating, um, reading, just kind of trying to learn every day about how to keep my mind in the best state possible, you know, mm -hmm. but like the stuff that I do in the gym is a lot more kind of specific towards my body. And what I mean by that is like, uh, like I train under a man named Jason Cannon who, He's been training me for the past four four years or so, and um, he trains under the Czech Institute, which is a like a big exercise school that's taught by Paul Czech. And Paul Czech is like one of the world's most amazing trainers, you know, health coaches of all time. Mm -hmm. He trained Sean White. Some of his other trainers trained like JJ Thomas, our coach for the rookie team, and mm -hmm. PLG pro skateboarder Danny Way, like the most amazing athletes in the world, and. So that training is uh, pretty much all about addressing flexibility and stability imbalances. Um, so that's the first thing, you know, that I do is, you know, going into a summer, seeing where my body's at, seeing where my flexibility's at, you know, fixing all the imbalances. And then after I fix those imbalances, you know, and posture is a big one too, like making sure my spine isn't jacked up, my hips aren't jacked up, 
Um, my neck isn't jacked up. So fixing all those issues and then building strength on that and then building, you know, after you build strength, then you can start building speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that makes sense, it's like, uh, over the summer I do like, you know, like six week strength phases where I have like three different workouts, like all kind of directed towards building strength. And then I move into a speed phase where it's like all that strength that I just built, putting it into speed and power, you know? So that's kind of like every day is like working out, stretching, doing some stabilizer work, keeping my core, you know, functioning properly Mm -hmm. to stabilize my lower back and to stabilize my whole body. Um, so yeah. And skateboarding too. Um, I do I try to do a whole lot of stuff. I don't want to spread myself too thin, but I also know that what I do right now is, you know, what's going to determine my results in the next mm-hmm. few years. So Exactly. Yeah, it's not what yeah. you did in a couple of years that affected what happens in a couple of years. It's what you're doing now that's going to happen. And obviously, so I'm in sales, so I understand that very well. It's what you did six months ago that's going to affect today. And what you're doing today is going to affect six months from now. So it's the same, same exact mindset. So what specifically, like what kind of foods can you not eat? I'm just kind of curious on like, hopefully, um, you know, if you need to, you can live vicariously through me because I'm not really cutting any of that stuff out. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things is just cutting out gluten. That's what mm. Jason, my trainer, my coach, you know, he's my mentor. So I just call him that. My mentor, Jason, is always, um, that's the biggest thing it pushes is gluten because, you know, that is an inflammatory, um, you know, ingredient or whatever, um, mm-hmm. molecule, whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't really know what it is. I'm Italian. Yeah. So if I told my grandma I wasn't going to yeah. eat pasta or bread, she'd flip out. So I'm yeah, not even so- trying to cut out gluten the best I can, non-GMO foods, you know, stay away from all GMO foods, eating organic, Mm -hmm. um, coffee, cutting out coffee is a big one too, caffeine, Mm -hmm. um, pretty much staying away from all inflammatory foods, um, you know, sugars that are like at least too much sugar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I could go on and on. There's so much, you know, absolutely. Jason is the smartest person I've ever met when it comes to all the nutrition stuff. And he's, you know, he's told me so many things, you know, to eat more of and to cut out. But, uh, that's the biggest one is staying gluten free, you know, um, staying away from GMO foods, eating organic, mm-hmm. eating, eating clean, you know, knowing your farmer, that's a big one. And then, uh, you know, it's big, another rule that he's taught me is the 80, 20 rule, you know, 80% of the time be eating clean you know, and then, cause when we're traveling so much, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to eat clean oh, other places. So you can leave the 20% to whenever you really have to, you know, eat some crap. Mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. And that makes sense. So have you seen, um, have you either seen or felt a, a, that big of a difference in your, in yourself as well as in, in the sports that you partake in? Yeah, totally. Like I'd say that all the stuff that I've been doing off snow is, what's got me to where I'm at now you know that's what's helped me you know as you said like make the U.S. team in half pipe not practicing half pipe it's like the stuff that I did off snow building up my strength in my body and like fixing all these issues that I had when I was younger because like when I first started seeing Jason I you know my body was messed up I had so many issues I had so much pain like I was messed up and I was like 15 you know so I like you know 15 year olds aren't supposed to be having like lower back pain and like Mm -hmm. stuff so I fixed those issues and built all the strength up. And with all that stuff that you do, you know, physically, you know, that's going to bring mental, you know, stability and emotional Mm -hmm. stability. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
hundred percent. I've seen insane changes, you know, just putting work into myself and investing into myself definitely um, has done wonders for me. You know, it's like, that's pretty much how you can guarantee success for yourself is if you invest time and you invest into yourself, into your health, into your well-being. You know, that's, mm-hmm. uh, so absolutely. Love it, man. Yeah. I mean, all that, all that makes sense. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in uh, you are what you eat kind of stuff. Um, I try and eat a lot of vegetables. I enjoy my hamburgers every once in a while, but you know, you just have to be very understanding that like whatever you're putting in, that's the fuel and what kind of fuel do you really want to run on? Yeah, um, totally. You know, you know, just to use a really, really terrible analogy. Do you want premium or unleaded kind of thing, you know, or do you want premium or do you want regular gas? Like, of course, everything's yeah. going to run better on premium. So it's just one of those things where I try and try and do the same, not, not, quite to the exact same level but again yeah i'm trying to become a professional athlete so i hope uh you know obviously if it's working for you man just take it to the nth power and and keep crushing it so for sure yeah the biggest that's the biggest thing with the nutrition and diet is uh as you said it's our fuel and Mm -hmm. um, a big thing that i've noticed and that i've learned is i'm gonna train way better whenever i uh am eating properly you know Mm -hmm. so if I fill up on gluten and a bunch of crap in the morning and I go to the gym, I'm going to be working out, you know, uh, doing stuff with in compensation patterns, you know, not doing it with proper form. Mm-hmm. Then my body is going to start patterning to do improper form. And then it's like, you're just, you know, you're it's screwing a vicious, yourself, you're screwing vicious yourself over. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So like, you know, you got to stay on your toes and you got to be putting good things in your body. So then you can go out there and skate and snowboard and train you know, if you're training for something or just, if you just want to, you know, consistently live healthy and like be able to perform at the top level, um, on a consistent basis, you gotta, you know, you gotta be filling up with the right things. Totally agree, man. And clearly again, you know, it felt like it's worked for you. So let's just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, because the moment that you start kind of like flailing and, uh, you know, you start snowboarding like crap because you're, you know, treating yourself like crap, you know, your, your brain is going to start remembering how to do that. And then mm-hmm. it's gonna, then it's like a good, like couple months of like trying to get out, you know, get those patterns out of your system and stuff, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, so I try my best to stay on top of all that so that I don't have to go through those, uh, you know, little phases where I'm like trying to work through compensation patterns and mm-hmm. get rid of old habits. So, yeah. Cause I mean, if you're dipping back down, and then trying to get out of the dip. I mean, that's just a period of time where instead of just increasing, you're actually decreasing and then just getting back. So it's kind of a wash the whole yeah. period of time. So it, it definitely makes sense. So a couple more minutes, a couple more questions. First, um, you brought it up. So I thought I have in my notes right here, cliche dash Sean White. Um, kind of what what are the comparisons either? You know, I'm, we're not going to compare you to Sean White. Not Let's be honest about that. But clearly with the snowboarding and the skating and him being pretty deep and pretty good at both of them. Like, is the EC someone that you look up to or have reached out to or have had a conversation with, or is that is like, like what do you have, if any kind of relationship with him and kind of what that has, uh, at least looking up and seeing what he's done, what that's meant to you. Yeah, no, totally. Sean, like he's a beast, man. And I know I could get some flack for that because a lot of people don't like Sean, but like no one can beat around the bush with this. Like he's the most successful dude on a snowboard and like, the way that he's gone about his career and the way that he like has stayed in the game on top for so long, like that is so sick. I, I personally think that Sean's work ethic and just the approach that he's taken 
is the sickest thing. You know, I don't necessarily like Sean, you know, it's not that I don't like his style. Like I'm not going for the skinny pants and the wide stance mm-hmm. style, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to, you know, figure out and learn like how he got so amazing at mm-hmm. what he does. Cause I'd love to, you know, learn those little secrets that he has and put my own little twist on it and put it into what I like to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, Sean's sick. Like I met him a few times just saying what's up, uh, like at the contests and, you know, mammoth in the spring a few seasons ago, he was always riding every day. So I'd see him around, but yeah, I got mad respect for him and, mm-hmm. you know, people might, people can hate all they want, but that dude is an animal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's absolutely incredible. I mean, it, it's felt like my whole life. And I mean, you being like seven years younger, like it feels like Sean White's been in the Olympics since like, I can remember, honestly, like it feels like yeah. the first one, I remember was like, what, 2004? I mean, how long has he been in them for? It feels like every single one he's been in, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he'll be in the next one as well. So he's an incredible dude, um, especially on the snow. I mean, I just think it's super cool that he's also been to the X Games and, and you know, is pretty into skateboarding. Again, that's kind yeah. of why I wanted to make the parallel a little bit and kind yeah. of, you know, what you see almost in yourself in him or in him in you. I don't really know how to wear that question. For sure, no, totally. I mean, a lot of people will, you know, if you say, like, I – like Sean White or I respect Sean White people will you know they can kind of twist that into like oh you want to be Sean White like you want to do exactly what he's doing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like you know that's never really what it is it's like I just have mad respect for someone who can you know get the job done and do it so well for so long and clearly you know he's achieved everything that he's really wanted to do he's gone out and he's gotten it Mm -hmm. and I think every person in this world wants to go out and achieve everything you know they dream of so hundred percent. I just want to learn, you know, I'd, I'd love to, uh, you know, meet Sean at more of a personal level, you know, mm-hmm. whether that happens or not, it's all good. But like, you know, I'd love to learn what he did to get to where he's at so that I can plug all that stuff into my mm-hmm. own life, you know, and it doesn't mean I'm going to go put on leopard pants mm-hmm. at next mm-hmm. games. It just means like, you know, I want to succeed at that level and, uh, yeah. you know, have my own little twist on it, you know, have my own style. Um, but yeah, Sean's sick. <laughs> he's a pretty, yeah, again, he's an incredible dude. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully you do get that opportunity and you do get the chance and, and can learn a little bit, pick his brain and really sure. just understand what he has to go through on a daily, daily basis. But it sounds like after we went over what you're doing every day, you're clearly moving in that direction. Um, and you know, it, sometimes it just takes a, a question or two and can really put you over the top as well. So, um, yeah. last thing I want to talk about. Obviously, we're, you're an Olympic hopeful. You're on Team USA, um, X Games potentially in your future, all that stuff. Again, not really ever having a halfpipe and making the halfpipe team is still pretty mind-blowing to me. I mean, so what to you, like, what, is, what are the prospects for 2022? And, like, what do you think you personally need to do as a, you know, as a person, but also as, as an athlete, as a snowboarder, to make sure that, that when the opportunity is there, you at least have the chance to, like, open the door? Yeah, um... I mean, obviously, I'd love to go to the Olympics. That'd be so fun. That'd be the sickest thing. You know, right. Get to go to China for like a month and go snowboard and, you know, it'd be, it'd be super fun. But I, I'll i be the first person to say that I got a lot of work to do before I get to the Olympic level, you know, to get to the X Games level even. Um, I'm definitely not there right now. You know, if the Olympics were next week, I don't know if I'd be making it. But, um, you know, I don't really have it down in my mind that I don't have it in me, you know, and I, I definitely have the tools and the resources to get to that point. You know, I, I'm super thankful. I live an amazing life. You know, I'm on the U S team now, which I still trip out about, you know, 
not having a half pipe, like I'm still like, like wow, this is pretty, you know, it's pretty funny. This is cool. Like I have that backing now being on the US team. It's amazing. You know, I got amazing teachers, amazing mentors, amazing people in my life that inspire me every day. So there's really nothing saying I can't do it. It's just a matter of me, you know, putting the work in and, uh, you know, staying, staying on top of my game and, uh, you know, enjoying the ride. That's the biggest thing is, you know, I snowboard because I love it. You know, I'm not snowboarding just to go to the Olympics now. It's like I still am just enjoying every step along the way. But, yeah, it's going to take a lot more work. I have a lot of stuff I got to work on before I get to that level. But um, there's nothing saying I can't. And there's nothing that's going to, like, you know, it's just it's up to me now. You know, mm -hmm. I'm the driver in the driver's seat. And uh, it's up to me to get to get to that point. And the cool thing about it is – everyone on the team everyone out there has the same ability that i do you know me saying there's nothing saying i can't go there's nothing saying that anyone else can't go you know so that's what makes it fun and competitive you know and like you know and fun competitive not like angry mm -hmm. like i hate you competitive mm -hmm. but like everyone on the u.s team has it has what it takes you know so it's just a matter of who's gonna you know who's gonna go for it harder who's gonna be smarter um you know, slow and steady wins the race, you know, and then snowboarding, you know, the smartest person mm -hmm. that, you know, plays their cards right. You know, those are the dudes that are going to be going to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I have a lot of time. I have four years, you know. Um, four years ago, I looked back and I was 14 or I guess 15 now. But um, and I was still just doing USASA events and just riding Telluride. I wasn't mm -hmm. going anywhere. I wasn't, you know, doing big tricks or anything. And now I'm here. So it's like. Yeah, I'll figure it out, you know. But throw I'm gonna, four, yeah, throw four I'm, more years, see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to do everything I can, you know. Because mm -hmm. I, I love it, you know. I'm going to do everything I can because I just think snowboarding is super fun. Mm -hmm. And um, I love the chase. I love the contests. I love, you know, putting work in myself and being healthy and strong. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go for it. I love it, man. I mean, there's really nothing else you can do. I mean, what what are you gonna do? You're just gonna sit down on the couch and do nothing. I mean, you might as well, right? Like, yeah. if you love it that much, you might as well put work into it. And 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 to your point, what you were saying, just you guys all made the team. Everyone on the team, you know, to 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 not be an idiot, they made the team. Like, clearly, everyone has the ability. It's now now we're you know who's gonna put in that extra one or two percent with the mental game, with the nutritional game, with all that extra stuff. And it sounds like you're doing it. Um, and I also think, you know, give yourself a couple years on a half pipe uh, to see how good you can get a half pipe. And I think uh, uh, some good things can be in your future. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I am the first to say that no one is superior to anyone else on the team. And in, in this world in general, you know, every single person on this planet can achieve anything they want, you know. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's going to be a fun little four years with mm -hmm. my friends on the team. Just, you know, who's going who's gonna to pull it together? Who's going to... Mm -hmm who's going to persevere through all the, you know, falls and injuries and stuff. That's what's going to make it fun is just a little, a little battle with your homies, but it's all going to be fun in the end. It's all going to be, you know, lighthearted, you know, I'm going to be so happy for my friends if they go to the Olympics and vice versa. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it my best shot hundred percent and keep learning every day. I'm going to stay a student every day. You know, I'm never going to, you know, at least I'm going to do my best to not, have too much pride to keep learning and keep, mm -hmm. uh, you know, cause I feel like the moment you get too proud of yourself is the moment you stop, uh, you know, investing time into mm -hmm. seeking out new knowledge and new mentors and all that. So,
Hundred percent. I completely agree with you, man. Yeah, this was this was an absolute blast of a conversation. Thank you so much, man. I sincerely appreciate it. Lucas Foster, USA snowboarding, um, Olympic hopeful on the half pipe. Lucas, sincerely appreciate your time today, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Great work on all this. It's sweet. I appreciate that, man. Hello. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Lucas Foster. As you can tell, as I said, super cool dude. Maybe not the best audio quality. Um, we were we were working with some stuff, but at the same time, it was well worth a listen. He had a lot of great things to say, and I, I really appreciate him and his time and what he's trying to do for us um, as a country. So really appreciate that. Um, please follow Lucas across all his socials. Please share this, rate this, comment it, review it, um, tell your friends about it, anything really just to get our athletes out there a little bit more because I truly believe Ireland Catholics deserve much more credit and recognition than they're currently getting. So Thank you guys and girls so much. Really appreciate it as always. Please follow us as well. Almost forgot at ourathletes.us on Instagram, www.ourathletes.us on the interwebs, and Michael at ourathletes.us if you have any questions for me. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And have a great day.